0: The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Flanagan's Pub for the
1: Bud Light Post Game Show. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you, the Dayton Flyers, torch the GW Colonials. And, Rex, here we are for the second time this week with an opponent looking like Jordair Jett, after catching a death stare from Anthony Grant after some foolishness.
2: Yeah, I think so. They collapsed. They
1: wanted no part
2: of that smoke. Oh, I know. it. And Larry and, and uh, Keith talked about the play of the game. The play of the game was when halftime when Larry, and I know you're listening, Larry, when Larry almost goes down to the dogs. I mean, it, it was one of those plays. I watched Larry walking off at half court, and one of them sort of tripped over him, and Larry, I thought, was going down for the count. So
1: I hope you're okay, Larry. The GW Colonials were not okay this afternoon, Rex. I mean, this thing was over as soon as it started. Dayton was up 13, uh, just about seven minutes into this thing, and they just did not look back. They just got to a working margin instantly. Uh, And we told you on Tuesday here on Flyer Feedback, you heard it first here this week or Wednesday night, this GW Colonials team is dreadful, and you saw that tonight. And the Dayton Flyers have a week, Rex, where they have just –
2: Wipe the floor clean with Duquesne and now GW. Yeah, we shot the ball extremely well tonight. As, as Larry and Keith went over, uh, you know, you, you shoot 53% from three-point line. That's that's doing it, boy. And then almost you know, 57, 58% for the game. So, but I think the defensive effort was really, really well tonight. You can see Coach Grant really getting into the, getting into like RJ Blakely and Kobe Elvis, get into their shooters because they like to shoot a lot of threes. I mean, they spread that court out and try to make it miserable for teams. But boy. The defense was really, really good to, good tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how bad GW is. I mean, they're not good if you
1: look at their record, their metrics, the eye test, whatever. But if you hold a team to 54 points, Rex, and you're
2: dropping 80 yourselves, that's just putting the clamps on somebody. Yeah, it was one of the really better performances, I think, so far this season, especially shooting the ball. Uh, guys were shooting some threes. And I'm thinking, no, I don't know if they want to shoot those. But they were going in. Tamani made a couple, th- couple threes and, uh, you know, Sometimes his shot selection is maybe not the best, but they were going in in tonight. So uh, we could not really have played much better. We got a little sloppy in the second half in the beginning. But I think, as you and I talked earlier, when you're up 25, 28 points, I don't care what people say. It's in the back of your mind. You're knowing, hey, we've got this game won. You know, we're just trying to make some mistakes—the little things that we made mistakes on. I don't think we'll make them in big games. The
1: 26-point win gets Dayton to 17 and 8 overall, and 9 and 3 in Atlantic 10 play. And we're at the point in the season we're scoreboard watching, and we got a favorable one playing out so far in Kingston for the Dayton Flyers. With 15 seconds left, Rhode Island is up 70 to 65 over the Davidson Wildcats. So, Rex, if Rhodey holds on. Dayton now is able to gain a full a full game in the standings on
2: Davidson sitting there in first place. Yeah, boy, that would be a, a, a great thing uh, for us. Only be one game out of the league going into Rhode Island uh, Monday night. It's going to be a gigantic game, a 9 o'clock game. Uh, Flyer fans, I'm sure, will be there and everything. So uh, let, let's enjoy this game today. Let's don't worry about Monday. Let the players enjoy this. Yeah, we talked about Rex on Wednesday.
1: This was just a week where Dayton had to take care of business. Two quad four games at home. We've seen how those have gone at points this season. <laughs> You take care of business and you this is now twice where you have uh you've beaten GW by twenty five or more. Now both times you've played them and you've got a week where you beat Duquesne by twenty at their barn back in January, beat them by twenty one on Wednesday, you you smoked GW at an empty gym at their place back in January, by twenty five you beat them by twenty six this week.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to get up for games like that when you you know, they say hard to beat teams two or three times. And it really is because yeah. and kid's psychic in their minds. Thinking, well, you know, we went into GW, and it really wasn't much of a game. But, you know, you, you just never know. Shots maybe wouldn't have fallen early in the game, missed a couple threes with their offensive potential. But, you know, we put the pedal to the metal early in the game, and I just think – you know, they were done with 10 minutes to go in the first half. I, I think their coach called two timeouts. He wanted to call the third, but he didn't, he didn't want to waste it, right. you know, all, all in the one time. So uh, it was It was a great performance. Again, the bench did a great job. Guys coming off, getting to play some minutes. Moo again did a great job. Brady Yule got in. Chris Christopher got in. Drew got in. So that's going to make – you know, you, you, until you're really around those players, you see how much the starters and even the second liners – Love, love the guys that's coming off the bench that's not getting a lot of minutes.
1: Yeah, it was. You mentioned how quickly this thing was over, Rex. I, I thought to myself and tweeted it was going to be like that old red stripe commercial with Lennox Lewis. The fight has been canceled. Right, <laughs> the refs were just going to come out at halftime and say, you know what, we're done. Running clock, mercy rule, whatever. We're not playing the second half because yeah. this thing is over, man. I mean, but you got to do that against a dreadful team like GW right. because you don't want to let them hang around, get some confidence. You just bury them twelve feet down, Rex. Yeah. And by the time you mentioned, we even hit the first uh half mark of the first half this thing was done
2: yeah you can see it in anthony's face as, as even though we were building the lead to six to eight to twelve to sixteen coach grant was really emphasizing the defensive part getting up into the bother the sh- shooters and the, the team reacted to it and I, again the, the scattering report on a short week they got it done and they realized who the shooters were. And, you know, the scoring, as it says, we held their two best scorers way underneath their average. So that's that's a good sign. Including one of those two is the top scorer Including in the league. Yep, it was, a, it was a heck
1: of an effort for the Dayton Flyers today. What does Dayton head coach Anthony Grant think about this 26-point win? Well, you're about to find out because he is live over at Blackburn Court with Larry Hansgen on the other side
0: of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk.
3: Larry Hans, get back to you, the arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat uh, GW uh, 80-54 and to the court with Coach Anthony Grant, brought to you by Pickle, Schaefer, and Eveling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. Coach, that first half of basketball might have been as good an offensive and defensive half of basketball as we've seen.
4: But we did a really good job, you know, coming into the game. You know, we, we certainly understood the assignment in terms of uh, Bishop and Bamiso what they're capable of, what they've been able to do throughout the league. And I thought our guys made it really difficult. Defense created offense. You know, we, we made shots tonight, obviously. You go into half and you look at 17 assists on 19 made baskets. I don't know if it gets much better than that. Eight of 11 from the three-point line. You know, second half, I, I thought we had a little bit of a slippage. Um, you know, they, they came out, they made shots. Um, you know, but overall, I thought we did a pretty good job of understanding what we had an opportunity to do today and took advantage of it
3: you know and, and what you were able to do with their top scores was was significant, but nobody else was able to quote go off and and, and I thought that uh, as you went to the bench and guys came in, everyone was en- was engaged except for maybe very, very late in the game
4: yeah, you know I think um you know, Larry, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the, the strength of our team being the depth that we can create. Um, you know, I thought, you know, defensively we really set the tone. And when we went to the bench, those guys continued that. And the cumulative effect of that, you know, can can be can be a little devastating when you're doing it the right way. So, yeah, proud of the effort tonight. You know, it's a quick turnaround. We got to get ready for Monday here real, real soon.
3: And you know, defense can be contagious and assists. I mean, when guys are sharing the ball, yeah. it, it seems to be – Know, it makes the other guy wants to share the ball even that much more. Yeah,
4: yeah and it, it becomes contagious. You know, and that, that's great when you can see a team develop that and build that and begin to understand that. And I thought tonight, especially in the first half, you saw some great ball movement. Uh, you saw an understanding of, of what uh, GW was doing defensively, whether it was the way they guarded the post or – you know, the rotations they had on the perimeter out of pick and rolls. The guys did a really good job of making the extra pass and finding, turning down good shots for better shots.
3: All right, you mentioned Monday night, and it's one of those second time around against a team that really played you very tough here all at right. the UD Arena, and now you've got to go to their place. But uh, I, tell, I tell you what, uh, Dayton plays Dayton basketball. You've got a fighter's chance.
4: Well, you know, that's all That's all we can do is take care of the things we can control. You know, so we're going to go out and prepare. Like I said, quick turnaround. we got one day prep. Uh, the good thing is we, we played them recently, so our guys, I, I think, will remember personnel-wise and scheme-wise, and, you know, we'll get them prepared and looking forward to the opportunity to go there and compete.
3: All right, Coach, we'll let you go. We'll see you Appreciate tomorrow. It. Go All Flyers. Right. Okay.
4: Happy Valentine's, everybody.
3: All right. Uh, and Coach will spend his Valentine's Day on the road, getting ready for a game Monday night. Uh, that does wrap things up here, and, uh, again, Dayton, next in action Monday night, 9 o'clock tip-off against Rhode Island who knocked off Davidson here this afternoon. So the uh, Flyers, uh, with a chance to make some noise, if they can take care of business themselves, and we'll look forward to that game on Monday night. Wraps it up here courtside. On behalf of our engineer producer, Alex Schilling, uh, Keith Wallacekowski in for the legend, Bucky Bockhorn. I'm Larry Hansgen. Again, our final score was Dayton 80 and George Washington 54. Now stick around for more of Flyer feedback.
0: The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 957 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. The Bud Light Postgame Show on 1290 and 957 WHIO.
5: Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at PremierHealth.com slash UD. Frickers for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long.
0: The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. (laughs) Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by
5: Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagans on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long.
0: Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub for Flyer Feedback. Dayton beat the brakes off the GW Colonials, 80-54 to the final. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Feedback live from Flannies. The 26-point win gets... Dayton to 17-8 and overall and 9-3 and in Atlantic 10 play. And more importantly today, the Davidson Wildcats finally drop another game and a very important final in Kingston. The Rhode Island Rams gets Davidson 72-65, which drops Davidson to 9-2. So, Rex, Dayton picks up a full game on the Wildcats, and they are now only a game back in the loss column of the first-place
2: Davidson Wildcats. If you'd have told us this back in December... <laughs> you're worrying about it but it's just coach grant is so good and going daily not looking ahead two weeks or even three days he was focused on today's game because you don't you don't want one of these games you slip them along those lines so i'm sure they know i'm sure the players know the rhode island score and uh you know, I think as you and I talk, I think we'll be favored every game, even going on the road. If not, we should be right in there and the Davison game could be a toss up and that could that could turn into a crazy one on that Saturday. We've we've
1: talked all year, Rex, about how yes, the the
2: November that they had is a
1: killer and it will stick with them. But man, if you draw a line from November and on, what we've seen from this Dayton team, Rex, they are still from the time they left for Orlando to now. They are without a bad loss, yeah. and it. I think a lot of Dayton fans look at this team and say, "Don't let this Dayton Flyers team get hot," because Rex, I think pound for pound, they're they're flat out more talented than everybody yes. in this league. Yep. So if they get hot. Look out! And they are more than capable of winning this A10 tournament in March. Yeah,
2: we play probably better defense than anybody in in our conference, and that's that's something you can put your feet down on. That if we have a good keep continue to have good shooting nights, we're going to be a, a tough out. So uh, you know, shots shots are different every time you go into a different game. You know, going to the St. Louis game, we didn't play very well offensively. Going to George Mason, we didn't. So hopefully, we've got those out of our past. Uh, Watching tonight's game from the stands I set up in the 200 section with my son-in-law, and it was really nicer to see because you could see how well the ball was moving. The ball never hit the ground. It's like the old Rick Majerus, St. Louis teams. They just – the ball was never dribbled. It was just kept moving. So, you know, I'm, I'm really encouraged by that. The freshmen are no longer freshmen. They're sophomores, and uh, they've yeah. played a lot of games. I'm just – I keep on thinking of De'Ron Holmes' Deuce. Can you imagine – physically what he's going to be like next year you get him in the weight room and giving the all the extension that he's going to need he, he'll be a force next year yeah so. to your point
1: Rex the Dayton Flyers right now remind me of my other favorite basketball team the Cleveland Cavaliers right now they be in that they will put the clamps on you defensively, and that's what keeps the Cavs in all these games is that you might have an off-shooting night, but because they are so elite defensively and with when they're healthy 3-7 footers at the yeah. back end of that defense, it's incredible what you can do. So much like Dayton, they might have an off-shooting night, but Rex, when they are this elite, when they're playing this efficiently defensively, they're going to be in every single game they play because as we, as we know, pack your defense, it travels. <laughs> that's right,
2: that's right. And they'll, you know, they'll get back at it, and you and I talking during the, the timeout there, I think tonight, the coach one of the coaches will probably be Andy Farrell or James Kane. Well, they've already broken down a lot of the Rhode Island film. So yeah. the players will get back tomorrow. They'll probably just go in for a light shoot around, watch film of, of the Rhode Island game, possibly the Rhode Island Davidson game, and see their tendencies. The matchups will be made, made then, then fly out tomorrow night and prepare for the 9 o'clock game Monday night.
1: And that's that's a game that, as everybody knows, we just played Rhodey pretty recently. That was supposed to be the second A10 game of the season got postponed because of some issues with covid within Rhodey's program back in January and I think Rex this was always the week uh, coming up that was going to be the target for at least one makeup game because this was supposed to be the one week everybody in the Atlantic 10 gets where you've got a full week off between games well not so much anymore yeah. so they'll go as you mentioned they got to get on a plane tomorrow Rex cuz yeah. they'll be going to Kingston you play at Rhodey on Monday and then they'll go Monday Saturday yeah. next week a week from today they'll be on Hawk Hill and playing St. Joe's in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, it's it's, a, it's it's a gigantic week. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And then the players know that they look at those standings; they can understand what's going on. So, you know, it's it's they know. Believe me, they know they're one game out of this. Every player knows that going into it. So, uh, I'm just encouraged by the win. We uh, we just kept the pedal to the metal today, and uh, another great victory for the Flyers. Yep. The Bud Light mic is available. What's your name? Where are you from?
5: Hey, I'm Morgan McClure. I'm from Cincinnati.
2: Morgan from Cincinnati. What's on your mind,
1: Morgan?
5: So um, after watching Zimmy play last year, let's not forget his 29-point game. I think it's fair to say that he and Amzil are comparable players. So why is Amzil receiving significantly more playing time than Zimmy? It's a little disappointing.
2: Well, I think Zimmy, he had the concussion early in the season, and I think that took. You know a little bit out of him for the first couple weeks um that's a good question <laughs> you know uh, they're both capable players i think i just think the concussion thing set him back two or three weeks and believe me i have a lot of confidence in him i, I and he's he's a great great kid there's no doubt about that so uh hopefully knock on wood there he can get some more minutes and can keep going
1: thank you go flyers good to see a new face at the bud Light, mike and rex not only a big week last week, but I think a big week this week too, because it's important for them to, as we talked about Wednesday, beat Duquesne and GW by twenty and plenty twenty plus points. Because you are twenty plus points better than these teams. You know, you don't want to let a young team hang around, a well inferior opponent hang around, especially in conference play. So it's it's more than good to see them just boat race two bottom feeders
2: in the Atlantic 10 at home and leave no doubt. Yeah, they they, they play about as offensively efficient that you can for a team. So, um, you know, they knew. We knew coming in that we were a better team, but we handled the business early, and we didn't wait till you know, let's say 12 minutes to go in the first half or wait for the under-eight-minute timeout to come out. So we were very effective in our offense, and as we said earlier, I just think they were done. They were done with the eight-minute mark. So second half was just... You know who's going to get the points and where's it going to come from right and I think you know like
1: Anthony said defensively they just understood the assignment with Bishop yeah. and uh the other kid they got that's that's the league's leading scorer I mean to put the clamps on the both of those guys and you allow nobody else to go off I mean and just offensively Rex as I tweeted I mean that first half was just banana town there's, there's no other way to put that 19 of 27 from the field you shoot 70 70 percent from the field 73 percent from beyond the arc and Rex you got your plus eight on the boards you got 17 assists on your 19 made field goals. I mean, they were just unconscious in the first half. Yeah, that's
2: half. about as efficient as you can be. Those are Bobby Knight numbers when you start looking at those. So, uh, you know, the ball was just moving real well. We were shooting the ball effectively. And when we do that, we're just really, really hard to guard. And, and when the ball goes in they're on, and, you know, he's so effective blocking shots and dunks and everything. It just excites the crowd. So, you know, let's keep this up for two or three more weeks. That's right. Well, tonight, Dayton
1: kept it up for the entire game. 80-54 the final, a 26-point win gets Dayton to 17-8, 9-3 overall in a 10 play. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex guard, Decky, and you here for Flyer Feedback. We're going to take a break and hear some news and pay some bills, and we'll be back for more of
0: Flyer Feedback on the other side of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO.
3: Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for Flyer Feedback. It's former Flyer uh, Rex Gard- I'm not, Well, I guess I am technically a former Flyer. I didn't play. You did. Rex Gardecki and John Bedell. I got four years of eligibility. There you go, John. Uh, you for go. flyer feedback. Dayton in a runaway. 80-54. to 54, The 26-point win gets Anthony Grant and company to 17-8 and eight overall. 9-3 in Atlantic 10 play. And once again, a flyer feedback investigation has revealed, Rex Gardecki, the Dayton Flyers are all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Fresh out. Fresh out after today's game
2: against the GW Colonials. It was over
1: really before it started,
2: Rex. It was one of those kicking games that you can say going on today. So uh, good, effective game. Players will get to good rest tonight, go back tomorrow. So uh, these early games are really nice because the players really got all night tonight yeah. to, to sort of relax, get out to dinner where they want to go and, and uh, you know, chum around and do the things they want to do.
1: And as we mentioned, scoreboard watching, a really good result for the Dayton Flyers today. The Rhode Island Rams get Davidson 70 to, 72-65 in Kingston. So Dayton picks up a full game uh, on the Wildcats, and they're now just a game back in the loss column behind the first place, uh, Davidson Wildcats in the Atlantic 10 standing. Bud Light Mike's available? Sid, right? Yes. Recognize you from Twitter. We're Twitter friends. What's on your mind, Sid?
0: Um, So I was wondering what y'all thought about, um, like, this past week we've been really, like you said, running out of bubble. So defeating really inferior opponents and what you think about our chances of possibly winning at Rhode Island and then beating LaSalle, UMass, and then... Hopefully setting up a do-or-die game at home against Davidson for the number one seed heading into the tournament in March.
2: Well, I think, said John and I said, I think we'll be favorites every game possibly going into the game. So it'll be, I'm assuming we might be a three-and-a-half point favorite Monday night going into that. I think our I think our defense is what we put our hat on. You know, we're probably the the best defensive team maybe next to St. Louis along the lines in the A-10. So, it's going to be a tough hoe to go into a 9 o'clock game. Uh, you know, it's players sit around all day uh, Monday and think about the game. But, boy, if they can get that one on the road Monday night, Sid, then come back, I I have a good, a good vibes about this team. Yeah, I mean, I find myself, to your point,
1: Sid, thinking about – Whoever made the Atlantic 10 schedule has got to be like clairvoyant it's thinking like, "Oh, look at the senior night with Davidson. That could be, I mean, that's all the that could be all the Atlantic 10 chips on the table, yep. and that game on March 5th could decide the regular season champion." So, yep. yeah, we'll see. Yep. Let's get through let's get through this week. Awesome. Thanks, Sid. Yeah, I mean, Rex, you look at the rest of the schedule at Rhodey, at St. Joe's next Monday and Saturday. UMass at home at LaSalle. I don't think there's any doubt Dayton's favored in all four of those games maybe at Richmond as a road team on March 1st, maybe you're a slight underdog or, you know, probably even favored in that game too. But the only one, you know, that's maybe a toss-up, as I mentioned, if things continue on the trend they are now, Rex, is Davidson on senior night on March 5th. But even then, as a home game, Dayton might be even favored in that one. Yeah, on the well, way yeah that's, you know,
2: that's a long way off. Let's get through Let's get through this week. And I'm sure Coach Grant is smiling with, along with the assistant coaches at the effort that guys played with today. Again, guys coming off the bench. Playing very unselfishly, passing the ball. You said 17 assists, or excuse me, 17 possessions, something like that. It was just—it was a, just a crazy first half. Yeah. I mean, we were bearing threes from all over the court. Whether, whether you know, I don't think I've ever seen a game where we have two four-point plays. Uh, yeah. Malachi made that one in the quarter, and I can't remember who shot the other one in that corner. So, we were raining threes today, and uh, today is a game that you make them, you're going to blow people away. Yeah, 17 assists on 19 made
1: field goals in the first half, Rex. And for the game, Dayton finished with 22 assists on their 33 made field goals. So still, I mean, you're you're assisting on two thirds of your field goals. That's that's an, that's an efficient
2: offensive night. That's why when you look at look at the scoring, it's so well balanced because because the ball is moving so well. I mean, yep. we just don't have to throw it into the block and just hope that you know we're going to get something out of it. When we throw it in the block, really we're more effective because we got shooters on the wings doing that. So. You know, and in the old days, you never had the the, what they call the center of the five guy making those passes halfway across the court. But that's that's the name of the game today. The ball is just slung all over the place.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the balanced scoring. Kobe Elvis, who is continuing to emerge, Rex, as a real. Offensive threat. Uh, the TV crew a couple nights ago said, "Boy, when Kobe Elvis is uh, leading the Flyers and scoring, that's really surprising." I'm thinking, brother, what planet are you on watching this Dayton team? Like you watch him. Welcome to the Dayton Flyers
2: in yeah. you know 2022. 20, yeah, you watch him in practice. They they work a lot on those floater shots that yeah. they're doing, and he is so effective on. And- and they're just zigzagging the ball in and out, yo and he's you know he's so good at that. He's not the biggest kid in the world, probably no. six one and a half, six two at the most. But boy, when he gets on a roll shooting, along with Kobe Bryant and everybody else, they're they're a t- tough team to guard.
1: Yeah, they are balanced scoring tonight. Kobe Elvis leading the Flyers with thirteen points. He had two uh, two boards and four assists. Tumani Kamara and Deron Holmes each with twelve apiece and then five and three boards respectively for Tumani and Deuce. R.J. Blakeney with eleven points and six boards. Uh Mally Smith with a with a vintage Mally Smith stat line. Five points, three boards, nine. Assist, Rex. Molly, where'd you get all them dimes? Uh, and then off the bench, Amzil with seven and four. Kobe Brea with five and six. Elijah Weaver with five and two in the reserve role. Caleb Washington scoring. Musa Soka with four points and four boards, and more walk-on points. The people love it, Rex. Two points for Christian Wilson tonight.
2: That's that's great. You know, and I think uh, Jabonski wrote an article today about Elijah Weaver. About you know, a lot of people didn't know when he had that fall way back against the Virginia Tech game and you know, almost broke the wrist where what they were talking about. He was out from three games, very ineffective. He just could not move it. So, you know, he's coming off the bench, and he understands his role, and he's an offensive threat. And he can, you know, he is so long at six foot five, six six, He could guard the one, two, or three without any problem. So that that just makes us more dangerous along those yeah, lines. Yeah, and you got that kind of length on Thanks. the wings, Rex. I mean, yeah. that can be really problematic. And,
1: and I, I, admittedly, I did not read Jabo's column, but I saw the headline where, you know, basically Elijah had a decision to make. Right. Do you, do, you, do you get the hand taken care of, and maybe you're out for the season, or do you fight through it and, and try to work it out as best you can? And as Larry always says, there's a difference between being injured and being hurt. right? And Elijah's hurt right now and, and toughing out through it, and he's he's contributing to this team right now, right? It's on both ends of the floor.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm so encouraged because he's a kid, you know, he's come from USC. He's played at the major programs along the lines. And it, I'm sure it was a little hard for him to accept his role that he was coming off the bench. But when you're winning, it makes it so much easier. And, you know, time is earned in practice. And that's what Coach Donner always used to emphasize. You earn your playing time in practice. And yep. our practices here are sometimes brutal. <laughs> I mean, it, they, are, they go at each other. And I'm sure Coach Grant gets a little of that from Billy Donovan and the pros. And there's not a lot of wasted time. I mean, it, it goes from one spot to the next spot. So, you know, I think they're really in good shape. I mean, it's Malachi. I'm not sure he probably played about 31, 32 minutes, which is what he always does. He got a little winded there in the second half. It right. looked like, but you know, he's so strong. His legs are strong. He's got good hands and everything. So, and he handles the ball just so effectively for a young guy. Yeah, he's a
1: lot. He's a lot more stocky yes. than, his, than his older brother. Yeah, yes. Scoochie was always a little bit of not taking yeah. anything away from Scooch, but he was a slider guard in terms of his build than, than Malley is. But you know, I, if if he's hitting maybe a little bit of a freshman wall, Rex, like freshmen are wanting to do, how do you how do you how do you push through that if you're Malley and how does other guys you know like Kobe Elvis and R.J. Blake and the other guards stepping up and,
2: and carrying the offensive load? How does that help him out? Well, I that? think I think Malachi is one. He just doesn't want to come out of the game. Yeah. He is he is a fierce competitor. You know he's he's so you know efficient in his, the way he does things. But he's going to have to come out in some of these times now. I mean, here we come back from playing Saturday night to, or excuse me, come back Monday and play. So. Elijah Weaver's going to have to play some of those moments. Kobe yep. Brea was going to have to play some of those moments. Uh, Kobe Elvis can play the one. I don't think. I don't think he's as efficient as a one. He's more of a two or three along those lines. But Malachi is going to have to have some breaks. And now you know with the TV timeouts. My wife always says, "How do these guys get tired?" You know you. You <laughs> know. We never experts. had those TV timeouts so back when we were playing because there was not TVs. So. It's, it's crazy, but, you know, they get that little bit of break, and the assistant coaches know that. They know what their pattern is. I mean, the kids know what their pattern is. You can look at, like, the 16-minute mark. You can see Kobe Bryant starting to come. You can see Elijah Weaver starting to come. So they know their roles and how many minutes they're going to get. And I think, too, tonight,
1: you know, it's not maybe necessarily a bad thing, Rex, when you get a blowout like this. I mean, as we mentioned, this thing was over. Not that Anthony's going to put in the reserves halfway through the first half, but this thing was over with 10 minutes into the first half. Uh, it's, it's not a bad thing when you get a 26-point blowout like this where maybe Anthony can get some legs on that that his main rotation, give him a rest. You get people like Caleb Washington. You get yeah. Moo playing maybe more minutes than he's used to. You get walk-ins, for God's sakes, at the end of the game. I mean, that's that's
2: never a bad thing when you can give some no. of these guys a little bit of a rest. No, it's, it's, it's great for the team. And uh, as we said, you know, when you build that big lead at halftime, the back to your mind you're knowing you know this game is probably over and we did turn the ball over a couple times i could see Anthony think gosh dang we gotta we gotta stop this we right. gotta do that but right. i think it's just they get a little careless you know they look at the clock and they think, well we're up 27 so we're up 13 possessions 14 possessions and that's the way you look at it so hopefully we won't make those mistakes monday night and uh we'll just keep keep moving along i mean
1: the the two if, if you're gonna nitpick and you know you're gonna have to to find stuff wrong with this game uh rex when they win by 26 and they're up 25 at the break i mean would be free throw shooting i mean four of eight so they didn't go to the line a ton but they were 50 percent from the line the turnovers i think you could look at 17 that that's that's too many but also I, I keith and larry were talking as i was driving over here keith felt like that was not indicative of really they they couldn't take care of the ball today it was just maybe sloppy played on the stretch but i you look at 17 Rex, and you think, eh, would yeah. they be able to? Would that happen against a better team? And that would certainly bite you in the rear end against a quality opponent, which GW decidedly is
2: not. Yeah, yeah. When you get down to certain possessions, you know you only get so many in a game, and when you eliminate those, it makes it difficult. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl coming up. You know, whoever probably turns the ball over is probably going to lose a game. So. They'll talk about that. I'm sure they'll look at that tonight. And that's what's great about this is that coaches have something to nitpick about. Right. I mean, they can look at Malachi or they can look at Kobe and they can say, you know, we've had, you know, we have way too many of these in certain situations. And I know the players will hear that and say, ah, the game was over. But they'll get their point. Believe me, they'll get their point made watching film tomorrow. As uh, Archie Miller used to always say, it's it's always better to
1: patch a leaky roof when the sun is shining, right? I mean, do you think the coaching staff? I mean, to your point, Rex, they would look at this and say, okay, guys, look, seventeen turnovers that 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 can't we can't have
2: that. That's got we've got to clean that up. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's no doubt that will be emphasized. You know, no matters wins or losses, they're all they always have something to say. Your or coaches, I don't know why. Include myself you know you'd say well golly we won by 28 but we did this or we didn't do right. this very well in our free throw shooting and that that to be honest with you john that concerns me a little bit when we get to crucial times our free throws we've got to knock them down and the guys that are good free throw shooters have got to get to the free throw line and into games
1: especially if you're wanting to win an A10 yep. tournament you know when you turn that calendar to march rex you've got to be able to salt games away yep and that an easy way to do that is at the free throw line when it's crunch time and now they got a really short turnaround because of this COVID makeup Schedule. You're going to Kingston. You'll leave tomorrow for Rhodey. Um, you know it, it helps that they played, as Anthony mentioned when when he was talking to Larry in his live post game comments. It helps that they've played Rhodey somewhat recently. It's been within the last month they've played Rhodey. They they've been pod teams for as long as Anthony's been here, so it's a they are intimately familiar with with David Cox's uh, Rhode Island Rams. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe you think that would help that. That's the team you're getting on a short turnaround. One of your pod teams, so. but but still, Rex. That's that's oh. a brutal turnaround, and for a late tip Monday night. Yeah,
2: and that team's going to have a ton of confidence coming into Monday night, and I'm sure that place will be rocking in Rhode Island. You know, the students will have a few hours to put a few cocktails in in there. So it's it's nothing else, it's, nothing else to do in Kingston this time of year, right? Yeah. So uh, it'll be it'll be a tough out. Let's just get out of that with a. I don't care if it's a one point win or a twenty point win. Yeah, it's just a game we've got got to win, and I'm sure that will really. You know, I hate to put too much on the players but you know you got to do that as a coach you know this game is vital to our success you know i think davidson is going to struggle down the road a little bit uh, you know, St. Louis gets beat by St. Bonaventure and at home, so it's all, all starting to even itself out.
1: Well, that's the thing with Davidson is, as we know, as some of my friends from grade school can tell you, you don't want to peak too early, Rex. It's, it's never good to do that. In life or, or or in college basketball, you know, and who knows? I'm not trying to predict what's going to happen to the Davidson Wildcats, but they had have been White hot, but might they be a team that peaked too early? I, I don't know. We'll see. This is the time of year where you always want to be playing your best basketball. They drop one finally today, so Dayton's able to gain a little ground after a disappointing, uh, you know, weekend loss at St. Louis last weekend. And as you mentioned, Rex, when you're in it, when you're in a dogfight like this, atop the A10, looking to try to win the regular season crown, and certainly nab a top four win. As you mentioned, a game like going to Kingston on Monday, that's one you got to put away, continue to stuff the barn full of hay. Yep. And, you know, road wins in conference play, you take them where you can get them, and, and that's an important one to go take care of business money. Yeah, it's, right?
2: it's 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 hard to play on earlier. Some people say, well, I think home court advantage should be ten points. It might be, you know, with, especially at our, our facility. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's no place in the A-10 you can compare it to. You know, maybe you go to St. Joe's when the place gets really rocking there. But, you know, they don't have the fans like we've got. You know, they don't have thirteen thousand yeah. some fans in here. And I tell you, the place was rocking again today. We're making threes, and it was just—it was just such a well-played offense and a defensive game for it. And I think our defense really outplayed our offense today. Yeah, and that you know, the Ryan Center is—it's
1: one of the nicer venues in the A10. It does get rocking, but as you mentioned, Rex, it doesn't compare to UD Arena. And certainly, I feel like not that. This team has anything to do with past editions of Dayton Flyers, but especially since the games like Daryl Davis in 2016 and Zerius Williams hitting the big three to ice a win in Kingston in the last in the last minute in 2017 that year, is that? This Dayton program has exercised the demons of Dustin Helenga and the Baron boys and all that, and it's not quite the historic bugaboo that it has been for Dayton anymore.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 it's just a, gr- a special place to play on. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's a
1: good juju going to Rhode Island on Monday. Let's hope the Dayton Flyers can keep it up. They were a 26-point winner tonight. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it. After this break, right here,
0: live from Flanagan's on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO hey everybody for the last time this
1: afternoon welcome back into the best bar in town flanagan's pub the dayton flyers a winner 80 to 54 the 26 point win gets anthony grant and company to 17 and 8 and 9 and 3 in atlantic 10 play which is good enough for second place in the atlantic 10 right now the davidson wildcats dropped to 10 and 2 with their loss at kingston in kingston at rhode island today a place where the dayton flyers are heading on Monday night and it's John Bedell former Flyer Rex Gardecki and you here for Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub and Rex uh, no need to worry about a half court buzzer beating three from GW today it, it took that shot from Carl Elliott yeah, let's get those out of our mind <laughs> for GW to notch their last win at UD Arena which was all the way back in 2005 during the brian gregory era so it's been a minute since the colonials won at ud arena and as long as i've been watching dayton basketball from that following season 06 07 on rex it's really never been much of a match between gw and and the flyers when when it's here in the decibel dungeon yeah we've
2: uh, sort of owned that situation at home as, as we have with a lot of teams so let's just keep it going um, you know, I, I keep on trying to think, well, what, what could we do better? You know, or what could we eliminate? Of course, turnovers are we can eliminate. Yeah. I, I, think we, I think we could actually play better defense now that, you know, Iran's in the middle. You, you don't have to help. You net, we hardly ever see a double team when the ball goes in the post. Nobody really in the A 10 has a dominant big man. So, you know, a Deuce can guard that guy, so you don't have to worry about helping out. And, and now with, I think, RJ might be our best wing defender. Tumani is so strong physically. Man, oh, man, I mean – he is a man, 6'8", probably about two thirty five, two forty five, and he could guard a wing. And some teams, they just sort of, they just push you inside. It's hard to induce. Is not even there's. He's not allowing that anymore. Uh, coach Greer was working with him a couple weeks ago at practice and how to get his position. And and De'Ron is such a learner. He's looking at him and he's, you know, he's trying to understand. And coaches and will do this and do that. And he is a fast learner for an 18 year old kid. I'll tell you, he is. And as I said earlier, I can't imagine what he's going to look like next year. So uh, let's just leave, uh, get a good flight tomorrow night, uh, get a good win Monday and relax Tuesday and Wednesday and get ready for the the Saturday night game.
1: Yeah, they got a full week of road trips. As, As Rex mentioned, they'll head to Kingston to play roadie on Monday. That's the return game in this series that was rescheduled after a COVID postponement in January. And then they go to Philadelphia a week from today. They'll be at Hawk Hill to play St. Joe's. So a week full of road trips after a week long homestand for the Dayton Flyers in their upcoming week. Uh, speaking of the Rhode Island Rams, they got a win that helped the Dayton Flyers today, seventy-two sixty-five over the David Wildson Davidson Wildcats. My brain mixed those two up for a second, Rex, at the Ryan Center in Kingston. So that drops Davidson to ten and two. Dayton gains a full game. They're now in second place and just. One game back of Davidson, the Wildcats still sitting in first place atop the A-10 as they have much of the year. Other finals around the league today, UMass 69-67, a nice win uh, in Amherst. Dayton, of course, over GW. Uh, other one game in action around the league, uh, VCU is up 40-30 over in-state rival George Mason with uh, at the half and then on tap for uh, later this afternoon at bottom of the hour. Fordham and Duquesne will tip in Pittsburgh and then LaSalle and Richmond in Virginia. They'll tip at the Robbins Center at 6 o'clock tonight, Rex. So, you know, big week coming coming up for Dayton after uh, a big week, not in terms of this week, Rex, having quality opponents, but you just absolutely paced Duquesne and GW for a second time around for both, and now you look ahead to a much more challenging week because Rhodey, we know, is a good program. And and St. Joe's Rex, that is not your no. typical St. They're a little feisty. The, yeah. the 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 group that Billy Lange has going out in hockey. Hill yeah, they're this year. they're
2: they're they're playing better along those lines. And not, I'm not sure if it's true or not. Somebody had told me that Lynn Greer is getting some minutes for uh, for St. Joe's. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't say I I said it explicitly because I'm not 100 percent sure. But I thought someone sold, told me during the week that they had seen. But I thought he had to sit out after t- transferring in January. I might be wrong on that, yeah. and that's something I can look into. But, you know, let's don't worry about that. Let's get through <laughs> through Monday night and, and go from there. We, we've, got, we've got to secure one of those top three or four yeah. seats. I mean, that's imperative when we when we go to D.C. that we don't have to play five games. You if know, that's,
1: you're yeah, if you're wrong, Rex, we'll hit the reckless speculation sounder <laughs> yeah. next show, as we're known to do, as we call balls and strikes here on uh, Flyer Feedback. Uh, but, you know, with the way the NCAA hand and not transfer who waivers, who'd, like they're candy, yeah. who knows, but we'll look into that. Uh, but yeah, a big week coming up, and, and it starts with a quick turnaround because Rex, you said they'll they'll have film tomorrow, and it's going to be all looking at the Rhodey Rams, trying to figure them out for Monday night.
2: Yeah, there won't be much dinner time for the the coaches tonight. They're going to be they're going to be busy for the next six to eight hours. And get
1: your nap in, Flyers fans. It's a nine o'clock tip on on uh, on Monday. We're going to have flyer late night flyer feedback on Monday. That is a late tip in Kingston, Rhode Island. So that's going to do it for us tonight. One more time, Dayton Winter, eighty to fifty four. We will see you on the radio Monday for Dayton and Rhodey until from my partner tonight, former Flyer Rex Gardecki. I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.